0: hey guys welcome to classic game junkie how can i joe joe come here dude who are these two guys touching all the freaking customers and approach oh jesus christ these are the guys that we're supposed to do an interview with from we podcast and we know things whatever all right, what's up guys how you doing welcome to classic game junkie Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 162 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business. Time to come out of that Thanksgiving coma, baby. We want to wish all of our listeners a happy Thanksgiving. And as you're listening to this, hopefully, if you're not too late on it, a happy Black Friday. We hope you got some sweet deals. Good luck. We are recording this Tuesday night, November 26th, which is pretty darn early. Hella early. So we may not have all the stories covered from Wednesday and Thursday, but we figure it's probably going to be a slower news day on Wednesday, and definitely a slow news day on Thursday, so why not bring it to you Tuesday night? You're hearing it Friday, of course, so you don't know that. Just a little peek behind the curtain, but if something happens Wednesday and you're like, hey, these guys usually cover the breaking stuff, well, that's because my friends and and enemies. I don't know. Keep your friends close? keep you know what I mean? We uh, are recording this a couple days early, but we got a big show, a king-size show for you today. Uh, Head over to WePodcastWeKnowThings.com. Your one-stop shop for everything. We podcast and we know things including links to our social media a couple people did that last week and shot us a follow on twitter and instagram appreciate you there very much at greg talks a lot for me at samuel Matoro for sam and at we podcast and we know things all one word on instagram facebook we podcast we know things that's just a couple nice and easy social hits yeah. uh and then uh, our store and patreon are all linked on our we podcast we know things.com website the only thing we don't have up are our recent episodes. But you can find those <laughs> on our podcast feed. And I get a little bit of a Greg night on Thursday. My wife is sleeping over her mom's with the baby. So on Thursday oh, night. a rare night. But I'm going to eat turkey. So that tryptophan yep. is going to knock me the fuck out. Oh. But if so facto, I may go on our website, update it, clean it up, maybe change the font, the layout. Most likely... I won't. Send <laughs> he'll us be, he'll a, be sleeping. Send us an email. We podcast. We know things at gmail.com. And thanks, as always, to our brethren in the we Pod Squad, the Ion Ryan Show, and MRC Pre- Tech presents the last podcast. Here's what's on tap tonight. Trivia. We're going to kick it off with our top three after that. We're going to go right into it. A uh, Thanksgiving-themed top three. I think we did a couple different top threes before, but this time we're going to go anti-Thanksgiving on this one. Kind of. Start off in the movie section from there, go TV, Sam will take over in gaming, a couple stories in the other section, we reached out to you and said, hey, it's going to be a lighter show, what do you guys want us to talk about? So we have a couple things there, Sam, CGC spotlight, our picks of the week, and we will get on out of here, but before we do that, seven and a half for me, two and a half for Sam on our first 211 win by two trivia challenge, Sam, what do you got? I got
1: a year question, <coughs> I, know, I, know, I know it's your favorite.
0: I also have a year question.
1: I hope it's the same fucking question, because the reason why go, I ask a question... And
0: if you go right, if you go first, that means I'm going to get yeah. the point.
1: In what year did Disneyland open in California?
0: Oh, no. Not even close. Okay, good.
1: There, there's, a, uh, there's a docuseries right on Disney+, and yeah. I started watching episode one, and I, I'm hooked. The hero one? I forget what it's called, because Alex got me points? hooked on, and I watched the first, like, basically <laughs> 25 minutes of what Walt Disney what he was trying to do, and... Yeah. The budget for Disneyland, he went three times over the budget, so yeah. it, it, was, it was just fascinating. The California one, yeah, it was
0: fascinating. Nineteen sixty-four,
1: close, but it was nineteen fifty-five. Okay, yeah. so he he designed everything himself. So I was like, "Guys, a genius."
0: What year was the first Thanksgiving?
1: <laughs> I think you asked.
0: Nah, I asked something similar.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's like an easy date.
0: I said I I asked you what year Turkey became the national symbol of that. I have a
1: date, but there's no way it's right. Is it before 1998? <laughs> <laughs> that it is. Let me, let me hear and him. You got a chance. Let me hear him.
0: Uh-oh, he wants to methodically make the comeback here. It's uh, Is it 1598? Is it 1621? Is it 1703? Or is it 1804? 1804. In. Correct. Pissed. <laughs> What was the date you had in your head? Close to it was it was, it
1: was in the eighteen hundreds. So okay. I was like, all right. yeah,
0: sixteen twenty one. The Pilgrims and the wampapom, I believe, Indians shared something. We don't know what. I would imagine some stovetop. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. they probably had some squirrel. God knows well, what else.
0: Things that we are going to cover in our top three are things we don't want to share because we don't like them. Our top three least favorite Thanksgiving foods. And if turkey's on your list, I'm going to be so pissed. Turkey
1: is not on my list. Me neither. Now, I feel like my three, it's either people have these, I'm not a pie guy, but it would be pumpkin pie. Everyone goes mm-hmm. for the pumpkin pie or the pecan pie. They're not my style. It's a hard pass for me. I'm an
0: apple pie guy.
1: Right. I, I mean, I could eat an apple pie, but them two, I feel like when I go to my family parties, they're the two that are there. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, or coconut custard. I'm like,
0: I'm good. Now, when you do eat the pie, do you prefer the pie cold or room temp?
1: Kind of like the pie, a little bit of warm, little maybe a little ice cream scoop on so top. So you go warm pie, cold yeah.
0: cream, yeah. cold ice cream. Yeah. I go cold pie, nothing. So I'm a cold pie, yeah. can't be room temp, because if I eat room temp apples, that's weird to me. I eat my I apples see, but cold, but that's why I get like the ice cream on top. So it's just like, mm. now like, it's, it's just perfect. If it's hot apple pie, I'll eat that as well. Like if yeah. I go to Mickey D's and they got a piping hot I apple pie, I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say yeah. no to that. You know what yeah. I mean? But a room temp, the only room temperature pies I can eat and enjoy are like Entenmann's and Tasty Cake. Oh, I, I do love Entenmann's. They're very good. I do love them. Uh, my numero treso, right? Uno, yep, that's it. That's uh, let's see, what is it? Oh, oh oh my God. This is a new one for me. Never had it in my life until I started dating my now wife. So six, six and a half years ago, six years ago. um, Our first Thanksgiving, we sit down. I smell something in the oven, you know. Ham. I wasn't fat. (laughs) I wasn't fat yet, but like slightly chubby. Greg was like, oh, that smells sweet. What is that? Oh my God. Marshmallows. Oh, what's underneath of that? Sweet potatoes. Oh. Dude, people love them. People love sweet potatoes. They have to be candied with the marshmallow on top. I don't touch sweet potatoes in general. For a a year, I went through the sweet potato fry phase. I regret that decision. They were horrible. The first time I bit into an undercooked one, that was it for me. Never again will I ever do it. But the sweet potatoes, I don't get it. The marshmallow, give me the savory, not the sweet, at the dinner table. Wait for the dessert for the sweet. I
1: I just love that everyone has their own (coughs) sweet potato recipe, and everyone says, try this, try My number two is sweet potatoes. I also do not like sweet potatoes at all. I think out of like the 23 I tried, I liked one, and I had like a spoon, I'm like – I'm good. I'm. Uh, that's yeah. it. I, it's just, just a little
0: portion off to the side of the plate, just to make sure you're not a bad guest.
1: I mean, I'd rather just give me mashed potatoes. Yeah. I'm old school. I like that sweet yeah. potatoes. You fucked up. Yeah,
0: I. I'm a mashed guy. See, mashed yeah. would be on my top three favorite list up with there with like cranberry sauce. Yeah. Now I just which, said I which, don't which, want which that could be a lot of people's no go. Oh, for absolutely damn sure. Now I just said I don't like sweet, but I look at the the cran like look look at me right. Do I look like a guy who doesn't yeah. enjoy some cranberry?
1: And what's funny, I really only eat one kind of cranberries.
0: Ocean Spray. Nellie's. Oh, okay. Nellie's Deli n- in Summerton? That one?
1: Or is it Aunt Nellie's? It's one of them, but whatever gotcha. it is, it's the, the sliced. Oh.
0: Dude, Damn. look at me. I'm a turkey, taters, top and crayon yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, give me that. Traditional. I'm turkey, taters, top and crayon, man. That's what, that's what they call me back at home. Turkey, potatoes, <laughs> stovetop, cranberry sauce. That's what I like to eat. My number two is stuffing. Now, Wow. Hold on. Now, now, now. Caveat. Wow. Caveat, caveat. I just said I'm a turkey tater stovetop man. It's the bullshit homemade stuffing inside of the bird. None of the inside of the bird stuffing. That shit is poison, first of all. You're going to kill someone. You shouldn't be making stuffing <laughs> well, that's inside just,
1: the that's bird. That's just for flavor, you know. Yeah, I mean? and
0: also for poison. You don't <laughs> eat the stuffing inside okay, the bird. Salmonella no, okay, okay, not, comes a knocking when you stuffing don't cook in the turkey.
1: You don't just like fresh Like I don't, I swear, I think I only eat stuffing once a year.
0: No, no, no. I'm, I like stuffing. I, I'm oh. saying stuffing in the bird. Okay, in, in the The bullshit okay. stuffing that you pull out of the cavity. Oh, right. No, no. Okay. Give me the stovetop. Okay, I just want yeah. the stovetop. Just traditional, fake ass okay. three minute chicken stock. I'll go water if that's what you got. If you don't got the stock, I mean, I'd I rather then make it
1: from scratch. I, I so, appreciate the work that they go in, and I'll devour it.
0: I I don't know with the with the homemade stuffing. Sometimes the carrot pieces can be a little too big. The celery the pieces celery, be yeah, big, yeah. a little too big. I'm not a big veggie guy. Stovetop just fucking just. Dehydrates their vegetables, so I barely get to taste them. <laughs> just it's give me the mostly, most healthy shit. <laughs> it's mostly just yeah. bread and parsley, so yeah. I'll take that uh, with some chicken stock. But any stuffing made inside the bird, you're a heathen. I don't appreciate it. And that's it. it. <laughs> that's it.
1: My number one, absolute <laughs> hate it. When people bring it, I just want to throw it. Please be my green bean casserole. Yes, my number dude, one. It, it's, it, it, people always bring that dish like, I got green bean casserole. I literally, oh, thank you very much. And I want to throw it right in front of their face like, we don't eat that yeah. shit here.
0: Actually, we don't have room on the table. Put it in the trash can.
1: Put it by the dog's bowl. And the That's dog right. will be like, Mm-mm, Mm-mm, no, no, I don't no. want this shit. Dude,
0: my, your dog, high class. High class And he'll dog. look at it like,
1: nah, I'm good. I'd rather eat shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to do green beans, just, just have green beans. That's it. You don't need the casserole. Just. Go traditional green bean. We're fine. We don't need this extra homemade dish. Screw that shit.
0: I am right there with you, the old GB casserole. I hate green bean casserole. I hate the smell of it. I hate people's breath. After they've eaten it, I hate when it's touching anything else on the table. I hate the dishes that it's served in. When I, don't I, go, I, I purposely anything.
1: move it a little bit further than all the shit I'm eating. When
0: I go down the buffet line and I walk right over the green bean casserole and the old person behind me says, You don't want any green beans? I say, Nah, bitch. Damn. Step off. I don't know fucking green beans. Guess what, Damn, Sam? Even mean. if they weren't casseroleized, I don't want them. Damn, I'm not a green beans it's like, fan. It, it, it's funny.
1: Like I like, I like beans. I like green beans, yeah. but what that casserole, it just. I think it's the texture, like. People like that KFC the bowl with corn, mashed onions. potatoes, and all that shit mixed. Actually, Fuck that! I don't like that. Keep my <laughs> shit separate. I, I'll eat it. Like I'll eat it all around. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like my shit mixed. I'm funny now. How old. do you
0: feel about the dried crispy onions, the French's onions on the top of the stuff? Like, just the onions, not on top of the cast. No, that's fine. I like that you like stuff. Those yeah, things?
1: they got like the jalapeno flavor. Yeah, yeah, that I, yeah. That I, they're pretty good. But just. Just don't fuck with a casserole.
0: Yeah, so uh, we hope we didn't ruin your Thanksgiving, albeit you are listening to this after Thanksgiving. Maybe you had yourself some bad green bean casserole. Or they're like,
1: oh, God, that's green bean. They just threw it up.
0: <laughs> and and uh, you uh, can relate to our top three. I think turkey was something I got into in my teenage years. I always thought it was too dry. I wasn't a big gravy man. But what I do now is I just take a wee little bit of the gravy. I thin it out. So if it's like a -a thicker roux, I kind of thin it out with a little bit of water, maybe a little chicken stock or something. And then I put just a little bit at the bottom of the plate. And then I just let the turkey sit on it. I don't like, okay, yeah, psst, yeah, yeah. I don't put it on my taters. I don't put it on my top. I don't yeah. put it in a crayon, which yeah. is weird. I don't think anybody does that.
1: Yeah, that would be. But just with odd. the
0: turk, instead of like dumping it on top like some people do, I let it sit on the bottom. That way, a, it don't touch the other things yeah, on the it plate. Kind of soaks it up a little B, bit. B, I just get a little soakage. Yeah. a little soakage, yeah. ain't, It goes so far and away, you know.
1: Well, you would you would think I would do the same because you know me, I'm a sauce guy. Yeah. But no, I don't touch no gravy. I don't like, no gravy on my mashed potatoes. None nothing. Of I yeah. just like you know just how it is, but. If I have nuggets or something, I'll use every kind of sauce, hot sauce I can find. But this shit,
0: I'm a pretty traditionalist. And I just started the gravy thing like a couple of years ago. I was just dry. Actually, I put salt on it. And people are like, that's what you do. I'm like, yeah, I'm making it drier. I'm sucking all the moisture (laughs) out of the already dry turkey. But ever since I started kind of cooking my own turkeys and doing the brining and I've tested dry brines and wet brines and overnights and all this stuff, I've been really just trying to fickle with it. I like how I can actually make a turkey moist, which is really good. Yeah. but Turkey is 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 on there. My last question before we do move on to the movie section is Turkey for you better the night of or the next day as leftovers? It's a tough one.
1: No, I, it, fresh. I'll, I'll always say fresh. To mm. me, there's nothing like when it's fresh. And when everything's out, that smell hits you. Like I, I know my family. It's like a buffet. Everything's yeah. laid out. Yeah. And I just basically just pile my plate, and I was like, oh god. Yeah. Just I just <laughs> try to have to behave because I, I tend to overeat. Then I'm stuffed for two days, and I'm—it's it, a mess.
0: I like the the next day turkey. I don't know what I like more, but I like the next day turkey on the turkey club, right? Maybe you get a little you put it in the fridge and pull it out. It's got a little hardness to it around the edge. You pop it on some toast, bacon, mayo, boom, in your mouth. I, mean,
1: I, I kind of hope like our family just devours everything. And there's no <laughs> leftovers because do you, do it you just- fry your
0: turkey or do you? Roaster. Well, because
1: last year, what did my aunt, we go to our aunt, my aunt's house every year, and <laughs> I think last year they had one like Cajun turkey, one regular oh, wow. turkey. Like it Holy was like shit. it was like that's th- legit. There was like that. It was a thing of ham. I was like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I only
0: like thing missing is gravy. That's crazy. And, yes, and I won't be surprised that shows up. Oh my so. goodness gracious. So we hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving. We hope you're having a great Black Friday again. If you're listening to us while you're shopping, let us know what kind of deals you get on our social media. We'd love to hang out with you talking about for it for
1: Cyber Monday. Yeah, Cyber Monday is
0: coming around the corner as well. Maybe Papa's looking to get a new TV. Um, I'm
1: pretty sure I saw a Black Friday sale or Cyber Monday So One of them that got award was going to be ten bucks. Ten bucks. On so Amazon. I suggest everyone want a PlayStation Four. Go buy that for ten
0: dollars. You're welcome. Papa's looking to get a seventy five incher mounted on his wall here, and then take this bookshelf, put it up somewhere. I don't know where yet. Maybe in the corner, ditch the fireplace, and then uh, get a new entertainment center, like a smaller nice. one, wall mount yeah. this thing. But on Sunday, I'm painting this entire room. Yeah, so.
1: I, I, I was going to in today. I was like, did he paint last week, or was it coming I was up? too sick.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was too sick. Pope Joy's going to help me this Sunday. I might just leave it until after her party, though, when we have 65 people in a Parkwood house. If you've ever been inside of a Parkwood house, you know that 65 people is going to be massacred. Danger, danger, danger. There's going to be massacre. <laughs> Uh Speaking of massacre, let's read the review. For Frozen 2, as we go into the movie section, I kid about the massacre thing. It got a decent score. Frozen 2 is nothing if not anything ambitious, and like any big undertaking, that ambition comes with flaws. The beautiful world of Arendelle and beyond is a total joy to explore, but a confusing subplot that can't quite commit to its radical intentions takes away from the power of the message of the film. If you've got kids who love the first movie, then they'll probably adore this darker and more mature take on the characters they love. Though, a warning, some new creatures are a little scary. Think the never-ending story, and you're close to the tone. Oh, 85. Seven.
1: Oh.
0: I've seen and heard people like parents were, uh, like it was like too too violent. No no no. Dark is in like there's some adult themes, yeah. and then the monsters have a little bit of scare to them. Like this, they're creepy looking. The monsters and the the enemies. I've heard parents bitching, and it's like, okay, listen, that's fine. It's frozen. Now, what they didn't mention in here is something I'm seeing all over the intranet is uh, the the soundtrack's trying way too hard and. I saw songs released by Panic at the Disco for this movie and and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, the first one was a classic because of the Disney songs, right? Anna, Elsa, um, Anna Kendrick, and oh my gosh, from Rent. Uh, I can't remember her name. I don't don't know. I can't remember her name who plays uh, Elsa. But Idina Menzel, as a matter of fact, actually. Um, uh, You have these great songs that organically just were great. You have uh, the guy who plays Olaf. Josh Rad? Josh Gad. Josh Gad, thank you. Rad, that'd be awesome. Uh, he has a great song about summer, blah, 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 blah. But in the second one, you're not relying on... They're pulling the Suicide Squad. That's what I told Ash. I was like, you're trying so hard on artists that have previously uh, uh, you know, had success or these already existing songs you're just pulling in to make a compilation of great songs instead of organically trying to make better songs. The thing that's shooting Frozen in the foot is the fact that Let It Go was the phenomenon Uh, that it it, was was way too big because now you have the pedestal right even if you don't want to have the pedestal you have the pedestal it's just it exists with this movie now to counter that it is the largest global animated film opening ever 350 million dollars worldwide over 150 i think domestic (laughs) alone so the film is doing very well i haven't had anybody who's seen it i have not yet uh my sister-in-law my my i don't don't know i haven't had anybody like that say hey it's bad don't go see it um, I haven't really heard and I anybody. I doubt we'd
1: even hear that for Frozen 2. Wouldn't I have? You're, Helena, you're going for your kids. You're going for your kids. But
0: Ashley loves Frozen. We watched it. We watched that in Cabin in the Woods back to back when we first started dating. Yeah. Don't ask how or why. It's Frozen and Horror Flick. Don't, whatever. They, they what go good is. together. They go, yeah, yeah they go together yeah. like lamb and tuna fish. Yeah, perfect. Uh, but I haven't heard anybody say, yo, stay away. And I work with a lot of people who have kids and it held their attention. So, yes, will I see it? Uh huh. Just a matter of time. It's just a so- matter of of time good point out i also have a review for 21 bridges and this is a movie i think by the russo brothers
1: and uh chadwick
0: boseman sorry chadwick chadwick boseman who basically wants to trap a criminal inside of new york 21 bridges are all shut down go figure that's where they got its name from and i heard like pretty good things about it um so i wanted to see if it's good enough for it to pique your interest everybody out there chadwick boseman brings a riveting bravado to the role of modern-day sheriff on a thankless quest. He ha- uh, He's hands-down the headliner, but smartly shares the spotlight with Sienna Miller, J.K. Simmons, and Stephen James. They all bring their A-game, elevating a B-movie premise with pathos and presence. It, nope, that, that's weird. Director Brian Kirk surrounds them in an atmosphere thick with tension, emotion, and gunfire. But screenwriters Adam Mervis and Matthew Michael Carahan underestimate their audience, telegraphing crucial clues so the mystery element of the film turns out to be DOA. Still, while the destination is too easy to determine, this ride along is solidly thrilling. Seven five, seven eight. So I was going to say eight, but I was like, it's just not that good. So good, if not predictable, yeah. is how I yeah. how I read that. Action packed, yet I mean, I felt like they promoted this movie months ago, and then just it just snuck out
1: you know, like, I feel yeah. like they, they promoted it too early. Like, I forgot about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is something you have to educate me on. I don't know anything about the Justice Society of America and why I'm bringing that up. is because The Rock has said, hey, in my Black Adam film, we're going to see this group, the Justice Society of America. Tell us what you know about that. So that's
1: like the what, what came before like the Justice League. So you're talking like Dr. Fate. You're talking Hawkman, Hawk Girl, you know, the Spectre, all them kind of guys, like old school characters, which I didn't know. I didn't know if we'd ever actually get to see them. And- I actually watched the interview with The Rock, was with Kevin Hart. They're doing like a joke and interview. and then Yeah, he just kind I mean, yeah, of, then he's like, like, The Rock, we have to ask you about Black Adam. Like, can you tell us anything? And then, like, the last 20 seconds, he just kind of slips that line, and was like, Oh shit. And Kevin Hart is like, Let's say for me. I, I, I can figure out something. Like, you know, it, it, it was funny, but it, it came out of nowhere. I just didn't expect to see the Justice side in, in Black Adam. Yeah, and. I mean, we all know, I love Dr. Fate. I love The Spectre. They're some of <laughs> my favorites, and I think that they could look potentially probably the baddest that DC character could look.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you know, again, this is a, a relatively unknown group uh, to the non-comic readers. Yeah. So if you're a comic yeah. book fan, yeah, you know exactly a big DC are. fan, you know exactly who they are. But to those, to those, how about this, to those rock fans that are just going to see his movies because it's him, yeah. not necessarily because it's a DC movie, what can they expect? Is this something that um, he's a part of that group? Or is this something that well, maybe they're along it, for the ride?
1: Oh, it, it's... I just don't know how they're gonna play Black Adam because he was always kind of like the like the like the antihero, like almost like a Deadpool type kind of thing. Like he mm-hmm. could be good, could be bad. He has his good and bad moments. Like he's a badass. Like if, if you if you thought Shazam was strong, I would say maybe Black Adam's a little bit stronger than Shazam. Some would say otherwise, but and just the Rocky humongous. Mm-hmm. If, if he could turn Fre- Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw into made over eight hundred million dollars, I am pretty sure he's gonna do just fine in Black Adam.
0: What grosses more? joaquin's joker and that <sighs> performance or the bravitas that comes with the rock with the black that's, adam
1: dude it, it's like it's tough because joker was kind of like, like it was a do pho- a little light. bit of a I,
0: cultural phenomenon for i, I a don't want to
1: say there. lightning in a bottle because that's not that's not the right word but that was just isn't like, it
0: though it's kind of because let's think of it this way know, who still talks about it everyone the joker who still talks about it outside of the circles of fans well, the, I, the the Fox News and would, the things that covered for the controversy, they found a new controversy.
1: Well, yeah, I would say before that it was well, it, w- it was that for a while, and then I feel like the Snyder cut kind of took mm-hmm. just it just like bumped Joker out. Like, okay, you made a billion, you're good. Like it made it, but more, but more, it's not yeah. going to make two billion. Like right. that's it. You know, now the now they're only gonna be talking about Joker two, or are we going to get more DC villains? That yeah. that's all it's going to well, come. Well, you know, out.
0: in this new DC, I won't call it the the. Black EU. Label, you would have the Black Label, whatever you want to call it. But whatever, wherever you stuff this Harley Quinn film, this Emancipation of Harley Quinn, the black Birds of Prey film, like that's rated R. Yeah. Joker is rated R. There are a lot of things out there that say DC could go R in, in that direction as Disney continues to now kind of play the PG, PG-13 yeah. role. We'll see how they take Deadpool now that that acquisition is final. But with DC... Yeah, who knows what the Batman could be rated. I don't think that'll be an R. I think that'll be yeah, a PG thirteen. Flash will be thirteen, most likely, when that eventually comes out. Um we got five years. I mean Black Adam, movie. you don't
1: know. I, I could see That's that. That's where I'm at.
0: Like, is Black Adam an R? Like, I mean uh, It very depends. well could be, yeah. I
1: mean, it, it depends how, how graphic <laughs> they want to get with it. Because it could easy be it could be an easy R. Yeah. But.
0: the Batman cast John T- um excuse me, John Taturo as crime boss Carmine Falcone. And I'm sorry. Still, still sick a little bit, so I'm sorry for interrupting the Taturo, which is uh, the Jesus. I nobody fucks with the Jesus.
1: I I love this casting. I I, I anything he, John
0: Taturo's in is amazing. He's, he's a, amazing. He
1: is a great character actor. I, I think I liked him. Everything he's in, if, even if it's a stupid. I liked his stupid role in Transformers.
0: I loved his role in Rounders.
1: Yeah, Rounders, he he was great. Like, anything he's in, I feel like it's, like, he makes that movie just a little bit better. And and as a crime boss as Falcone, so John
0: Turturro is not – don't take this the wrong way, Mr. Turturro. He is not talented enough or captivating enough to steal a movie and be the lead for the whole film. But he is one of the best supporting actors. 100%. And one of the best, like – He's the type of guy who brings the cast full. Yeah, he makes it full, that backbone. Like that role player, you can't win a championship without the role player. That's what I feel like he brings I, the I movies. just
1: love that Like the news doesn't break until <coughs> Matt Reeves t- tweets, tweets about it. it. Like once it tweets, okay, it's official. We're yeah. good to go. It's good.
0: Yeah. I, I like I like to live in a world where news doesn't get leaked because yeah. we sit here and we report rumor all the time. And, and
1: he's giving it to us like I haven't heard I appreciate really
0: anything. It. Well, I think it, it. it's actually a sign of good faith and it's a sign of – like, this movie's not dead. It has to come from him. That we've heard so it's many It's coming different... out in 2021, we had, man. We had how many years of Batman rumors? I'm talking, like, not the movie. I mean the character. And we had oh, John we... Hamm. We had Jake Jill. Well, no, there was we rumor had...
1: of Christian Bale getting offered for... 50 million to yeah. come back as Batman. And like, that's what I like. Stuff, All yeah. this stuff
0: is official. Now, yeah. we heard a little bit about Colin Farrell playing, what, um... Who was he in talks to the play penguin? the penguin? You had, uh, you know, we don't know that. McConaughey, two There are still rumors out there. Don't get me wrong, but instead of Variety or THR or Deadline or Deadspin, just, just follow Matt Reeves it, on Twitter. It, it's Matt Reeves who's making the announcements, so I gotta appreciate that very much. Godzilla versus Kong has been delayed from March to November of 2020, a six month jump.
1: I'm hanging by a thread i'm so i just want to see this movie i was talking to uh, steve badhog on instagram he's like i want to start a support group i can't take this news (laughs) because i was joking like "Ah, it's nothing he's like really i thought you'd be like you'd be with me i was like
0: yeah you're right six months is a long time to wait but the thing is we never got a trailer you saw this coming
1: anyway what i said i was like at least it's 2020 it's like i don't think there's any room to worry just yet I, i know what was it this Godzilla, King of Monsters, I know it underperformed a little bit. There, obviously hoping very for good, more money. It's. I, mean, I still enjoyed the monster battles. I'll. I'll you give me Godzilla fighting, you know, fight with Mothra. I'm in. Sold. Yeah, yeah.
0: a little long. Right? That I wasn't. Little, but the first one was long. Little. So. Yeah, I mean, yep. <laughs> there hasn't that's been it. a good Godzilla movie in this country it,
1: ever. It, it's better than that's a lot of fish, and that's all I can say about that.
0: That's a lot of fish, Matthew <laughs> yeah. Broderick. 1998 Godzilla that movie is so shunned that in Japan they call it Godzilla USA and it's a different Godzilla than the Godzilla they know it's a different complete thing it's just a dinosaur it, it, it's his cousin toys removed <laughs> it's just a dinosaur that they actually just refer to as Godzilla so that's how bad that movie doesn't fit in wasn't that Sean Puffy Combs who had the video the song in the movie end of the video where he's on like the train tracks in like a thunderstorm like with Dude, and Godzilla's like in his face breathing or something.
1: I think I just blocked that movie I out. I
0: think that's Puff Daddy in the. I mean, I, I believe Godzilla you. Because I legit don't remember. Uh, Yeah, okay. Like I said, we don't have a trailer yet, which could be a good and bad thing. It could be a bad thing because, you know. March ain't that far away, so we've expected a trailer probably around January to get us kind of through, but because we haven't gotten that yet, at least we have nothing to hang on to. Oh, that scene in the trailer, I just want to see that come to life, we don't have anything, it's kind of just like... And
1: and like you said, like a game, you'd rather perfect it, take your time, we're in no rush for it, I, I can wait six, eight months, I don't give a shit, just make it come out in 2020, I'm good.
0: To quote Shigeru Miyamoto, a delayed game is eventually good, a rushed game is forever bad. Let's just insert movie and say Tarantino said it.
1: It's movie, music, shit. It's everything.
0: Yeah. I mean. It don't is. rush
1: it. Just get it right.
0: Just get it right. Six months isn't that long. I would imagine if it it's just.
1: will never. God, we'll, in our lifetime, we'll probably never see Kong versus Godzilla movie.
0: I'd imagine it's more CG touch-ups and stuff like that. You're oh, not going to yeah. do reshoots on action with two CG monsters. I mean, it's, that, that would just consider the CG. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, The Rise of Skywalker has been officially confirmed as two hours and 21 minutes, I think three or 14 minutes shorter than episode seven, so not the longest Star Wars movie. And Sunday, December 22nd, 8 a.m., I was going to go see with MRC Tech from the last podcast.
1: But he's seen it 18 other times and figured, ah, let me save some money.
0: He basically said, go fuck yourself. Now, he texted me the other night and said he can't make it because it's too close to Christmas and he's going away. Uh, he said, anybody that you think you'd want to go with? I said, nah. And then Sam text me. I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought, of course I want to go with yeah. Sam. Dude, I saw episode seven with you. Who else is
1: going to see a movie <laughs> at 8 a.m.? Pope Joy. <laughs> it's me or Pope. That's, That's it. Who's the, that the only early. people,
0: or myself, is the only people I saw Joker by myself. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so we're going to go see it together. So our first episode after Christmas, uh, I believe the 26th, that would be, um, that we're gonna have uh, Star Wars impressions immediately. That's cool to me. We're gonna have really and, early and Star of course impressions.
1: we'll give you guys warning if there's gonna be spoilers or not. We'll 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 play it by ear how it goes.
0: Yeah, when Leia. Hopefully we love Superman's it. Hopefully it. we love it.
1: But I, I love the runtime. I think two twenty. I think that's perfect. That's so long. I dude. I for Star Wars. I expected. It. Come I started
0: on. watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it was like I'm so I was so hyped to watch that movie. So I wanted movie. to be on my top. It's like three hours. I wanted to be on my top three of the year. I got like 20 minutes in. I had to pause it because Helena was crying, yeah. so I wanted to take care of her. I it's hit pause tough to get back in and, a movie. Well, that's when the runtime popped up on my screen. I was like, how? This is like eight naps, people. There's no way. And then if I like stop it for a See, few hours or a day, that 20-minute mark. <laughs> I
1: was going to say you're gonna to restart Leonardo this Leonardo
0: DiCaprio was singing a song on a commercial, and I am out. I'm like, I think I will like this movie in five years. I'm good. Yeah, I want to love it. I'll I do. see
1: it one day in life. I'm just in that rush.
0: I want to see it. Uh, it looks like the next Star Wars film will be announced in January 2020.
1: Yeah. I could, well, who it
0: What is the next Star Wars? We don't know yet because the D and D, the David, yeah, Lord, they got they, canceled. They got I'm canceled. trying to think. Probably Johnson's the Ryan up in Johnson. The air. Probably the John. I think that that could be canceled too. I oh, think yeah, we, they could move yeah, Feige's yeah. up. I don't know because of Phase Four kicking off soon. In Feige,
1: we trust. In Feige, we trust. I, I trust him over Johnson.
0: I think we're going to find all of that out in January twenty twenty. I don't know why that that's such a specific thing. I would expect it
1: I, February with like the it, Super Bowl, maybe. Just you know, it's it's enough time. just a little bit after Episode Nine. People want to know what's coming next, and I, I I think it's a smart idea.
0: Um, yeah, but they already said they're taking a three year break, um, minimum. So I'm like. From films, I don't know. Do they stick to that, uh, or they just
1: stick to TV? Kind of. Hey, we're sticking with the Mandalorian. Well, Mandalorian we're, coming is, in, we're coming with another TV show. Or
0: the Mandalorian is single-handedly reviving oh, a lot of Star Wars. It's getting you through the the weight, that itch. It's also probably better than a lot of the recent, recent Star Wars stuff. Arguably better than anything since Episode I, Six.
1: I, I kind of want to have this like. I kind of want to have this like roundtable discussion. Have you know have Sean here and and, and have him speak like. What's your favorite? How do you feel? How, did, how do you feel about the old to the new? Like I want to see where he where he comes in at because obviously we're loving Mandalorian. I, I think it's our favorite out of it anything is. that came out,
0: Any it's my favorite piece of Star Wars content. Like it's right up there with the original. And of
1: everything I've heard so far, I heard one person say negative things about. I won't call him out,
0: but we definitely know it's a him since you said that. Yeah. That cuts <laughs> three billion people off of the potential the rest, list.
1: Y- the rest, yeah, you'll you'll have to just wait and find out if so I so if
0: I play sleuth, it's Alex Torres.
1: No, no. He, uh, he loves okay, it. He loves it.
0: Uh, good. It's it's a really good show. And we'll get to our uh, yeah. thoughts on episode three in just a minute here. Uh as we get into the box office, because that's it for the movie section. I mean, uh, like you said, short week, slow news week with it being Thanksgiving. You know, what do you expect? We're here to to deliver the goods, but uh also <coughs> <coughs> There's not joking. Many, there's not that <laughs> many goods to uh uh, to deliver, where are we at? Uh, I'm trying to go with. I hate, yeah. They the changed new... the new website and Greg's pissed and I hate life. This. I just hate this so much. Weekend, there it is, there it is, baby. Uh, top 10, number 10, up from number 11 is Harriet at 370,000. I have this at, uh, oh, this is day. Yeah, <laughs> how about weekend?
1: Uh, is there any good movies coming out?
0: Number 10, falling from number eight. At $2.7 million is Joker. Number 9, falling from number 5, is Last Christmas, which came out roughly a month and a half early. You put that out in December for The Last Christmas, it will do better. Uh, but it's still at $2.7 million, Or million. I'm sorry, at uh, $3 million. Number 8, falling all the way from number 3 at 3.2, is Charlie's Angels. Number 7, staying at number 7, is The Good Liar at $3.4 million. Number six, falling from number four at four point five million, is playing with fire. Number five, falling from number two, is midway at four point six million dollars. Number four, new to the list at nine point two million dollars, so underperforming at Twenty One Bridges.
1: I, I, again, I, I feel like they just fucking the previews were months early, and then yeah. this, like I was, oh, this one's coming out. I thought that came out months ago.
0: Yeah. Speaking of,
1: I think probably just bad marketing,
0: probably bad timing for this one. Also. Probably a bomb. I have to look at the budget. But number three, new to the list, had only thirteen point two domestic. Neighbors. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. I know it. I know it. I heard.
1: I heard it was great. Everyone that said it, said it was great cast, great acting.
0: Now it could be because it came out on the same day as Frozen Two, yeah. and the parents that like that have to take their kids to Frozen Two are the same parents yeah. that grew up with. Yep, debut of them. So it might have just been, I like my kids more than I like my self-conscious. I'm going to take them to see that. Well, I mean, and maybe it'll have a strong week, too, when they already saw Frozen 2. They'll, go, they'll double back on it and say, hey, Tom Hanks, everything you say is a stitch. So I, I I'll I'll go back. So I'm hoping that it doesn't fall completely flat. I hope it gets like that second wind now that Frozen 2 had its opening week. Number two falling from number one at $15.7 million is Ford versus Ferrari. Heard some good things from our some of our listeners out there that liked that movie you sent me a text message about what movie Ford versus ferrari
1: oh I oh, oh, oh. <laughs> dom dom i cracked up when i saw his text said, yo dude don't listen to don't listen to the reviews Ford ferrari was freaking awesome he said it was his favorite movie of the year good so i was like all right that's big words dom i guess i want to see it i love damon i love bale looks like a good cast
0: number one new to the list at 130.2 million dollars domestic is frozen two Get ready for
1: Frozen (laughs) 3, Frozen 4, because they're all probably getting greenlit.
0: Yeah, as we suspected, Frozen dominating. Uh, But coming out this week, now I have to do a little bit of sleuthing because we are running really, really early, and I don't want to do things we've already done. So we'll skip this week. So last week we did up through December 13th. Yeah, 13th. So this one will be December 20th. So we still got a, we're a month out already. So we gotta slow down yeah. in the upcoming. Maybe we'll take a couple yeah, weeks off. Maybe in the upcoming we got cats. We got
1: Oh <laughs> Jesus. We got
0: Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. We got Bombshell. We got Invisible Life. Ain't nothing else coming out up against Star Wars. I'll tell you that much right now. Unless Oh no, I just went too far. That's a shame. That's fine. It is what it is. Spoilers. Yeah, it is what it is. What are you gonna do? We'll just take a week off. Spoilers. There the next movie coming the, out is Star Wars, yeah, There it. ain't jack shit coming out the rest of the year as, as no one should Wars. don't compete with that. Forget yeah. that. Yeah, on Christmas you got 1917, which actually is scoring off the charts. High, scoring very 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 well. Good to hear. That's good for 1917. I like war movies. As but we move was, in- uh, it's uh,
1: Sam Mendes' right? yeah.
0: As we move into the television section, Sam, what are your impressions of season 2 episode 12 of Titans? Warf.
1: We are so close I well you oh, they I don't, I'll get there in a second. Okay, so it starts off basically. Um,
0: this is Faux Hawk. Episode twelve
1: is Faux. yeah, if, yeah. If Hawk is on some crazy shit, he's basically in some kind of fight club. He's doing some shit. I, I, you you don't walk away from Don. That's all I gotta say. That's where you fucked up, number one. But they're they're trying to find cabinets. They're trying to see where the hell, what kind of experiments they did to Gar and Connor because Gar's all fucked up. Um, um, Dick's kind of.
0: He's still in jail.
1: No, he yeah. he he's out. But basically, at the end, they keep he's talking to code to this Taylor, who Taylor a shoemaker, and he's saying like, I need new shoes or I need something. And he's the way he's talking, to him was like fruitcake. I don't burn my fruitcake. Basically, it was like code that you burned the Robin suit. I'm pissed that I made it, and I'm pissed. I don't want to give you another suit. But joke they joke and kind of say, you know, I need another suit. You, Mister Wayne, said you'd be coming. He goes down to see this other girl. She's like, Dick, like. Everyone's joking with that he burned their suit, that they worked so hard to make, and now he gets – in like, he sees the suit, but you don't see it. And you just kind of see him like, you guys outdone yourself. So next episode, it's fucking titled Nightwing. So I think finally after two seasons, it's – everyone knew this was coming.
0: That's, Did we get him for five minutes at the end, or is this a Nightwing episode, very heavy? I mean, it's called Nightwing, so we – I mean, you, you well, see – you. At the this end is, is the season finale. Yeah. Titan season finales don't have a good track record, although there's only one.
1: And, and Rose basically calls off Deathstroke saying, you know, I'm done playing your game. I want to be with, you know, Jason. But she tells Jason that she basically was a spy for Deathstroke. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want nothing to do with you. Now Deathstroke's up. Titans are coming back together. Time to suit up. So it, I think they're all going to be faced off against Deathstroke. And I can't freaking wait. Friday can't come suit up between that and Mandalorian. Ugh. It's a beautiful Friday.
0: Yeah. You added another 35 minutes of. Amazingness to the end of your Titans because now you just go Titans right into Mandalorian. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like even if I went Mandalorian Titans, Titans Mandalorian, I, it's a win win. <laughs> I can't lose. Unless uh, unless that we die, then I'm upset.
0: Here's what IGN had to say about at the, uh, as the season two. At the, as the end of season two looms, Titans is still a gra- is still grappling with the same problems it has from the very beginning. The series is burdened with too many characters and is not able to fully weave together its many narrative threads leading to the finale. Fortunately, it, the the good still out. Uh, wow, I can't read tonight. The good still outweighs the bad, with the series riding high on the strength of the core, Dick Grayson slash Slade Wilson, and some long overdue focus on Ravager. Which oh yeah, we do. Really you yeah.
1: had Ravenger. She was training with Deathstroke. That's Death's, Deathstroke's daughter. That they, they did some cool training. She was in kind of
0: costume. That was pretty cool. What was it seven L? Seven
1: five. A seven five. That's not too bad.
0: Yeah. But hey, Nightwing, get hype. Uh, speaking of hype, episode three of the Mandalorian. what did you think? Fucking loved it. Like I, I, I love. I loved episode one. Shit, I loved
1: episode two. It's like three could be the best thing of Star Wars television I've ever seen.
0: What I don't love is that on all like the review. Photos and of all like the stills I've seen, they showed my boy again, key K- whatever his name oh, is. Oh, Kule Kuhl, whatever. Yeah. I have spoken, yeah. but he ain't gonna be in the show anymore. So like maybe he'll they'll bring him back like it's a season two or whatever. But well, like this guy's a fan favorite. They're using him as a, the, the advertisement for some false marketing. And let's get Gina Corrado's character in here. Let's get fucking Gus Fring in here. Bill not, Burr. Come Bill on. Burr. They're not introducing these characters yeah, yeah. yet, and they're running out of time, so I don't want them to be underdeveloped. I can see that being a potential downfall is an underdevelopment of side characters. I want them to be introduced so we can get their due Time that is not taking away anything from Pedro Pascal's character. I loved this episode. I love that we got to see a lot more of the Mandalorians. I like this. I like that there was that battle between like oh, him and the other guy, the the guy who uses the goddamn mini oh, gun the Gatling guns, all oh, dude. And I like that he had showed that heart with the the callback to the ball on top of the gear shifter Mm -hmm. with baby Yoda. It was like a sweet moment. It was a very sweet moment. God damn it. Yeah, it showed a lot of like almost silent character growth and a character arc for the Mandalorian. I'm just ready for them to introduce new characters.
1: The one guy reminded me of, I don't know if you remember Warhammer we used to play back in the day. I never played it, you guys did. But he looked like he was an ultramarine coming like, ah, and I was like, oh "Oh, shit.
0: We call that the heavy. Always got the heavy. And yeah, it was cool because uh, I'm just going to call him Apollo Creed. Let's just call it what it okay. is. The guy who plays yeah. Apollo in the Rocky movies yeah. is in this who, Carl Weathers. Yeah, who pl- Carl Weathers plays like the guy who gives him the bounties, and you know, there's a code, and you're not supposed to talk about the code. You're not supposed to yeah. ask about the victims or ask about this, that, the any other, anything that happens is none of your beeswax. But he takes it upon himself to break in, kill some stormtroopers. Uh, du- you know, has a decision about the priest, and then says, "You know what? I'll, I'm gonna let you go." How about? I think that's bit, gonna pay off. How about the,
1: the shot of Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda just leaving.
0: Like, the look, look back, I was like,
1: no,
0: he wasn't ready. <laughs> but, he, but he went back. To, like, you knew he was going back for him. Yeah, I mean, you're like, come on. When are you going to turn this up? Yeah, a little longer of an episode we got this time. Yeah, it 30, was. 35 minutes, 34 minutes. Which I was
1: perfect. I was like, oh, man, it's longer. And I was like, oh, five minutes
0: of credits. <laughs> yeah, there are, I don't understand how you have that long. Yeah. So, like, when I see, you know, just subtract 40 five minutes, minutes, just subtract five yeah, minutes from yeah. it. um, And you'll get the actual episode runtime. They don't have a long... Um, they had a very short, like, intro, last at last scene on. They had a very short... There is almost no, like, opening credits, um, opening like. theme, yeah. or anything like that. It just the Mandalorian and then the episode title. They have this Star Wars reel that they run through with, like, all the faces of all the popular characters, whatever, just kind of like Marvel does when they do their red logo in the beginning of all their movies. Star Wars has something similar now, which it does look pretty cool, and it is a big callback to all the main trilogy stuff, but... This was an episode of unity. You saw the Mandalorian, you know, no matter what, it's like the code above all, yeah. even though there's a disagreement, even though this, said the other, there's a code above all. Now he got his payment, got new armor, yet still got baby Yoda. I call that having your cake and eating it too, <laughs> Mr. Exa- Mandalorian.
1: Exactly. Like he said, took this shit, got my new armor, now I'm going to
0: fuck you guys up. Yeah. I was
1: like, beautiful.
0: It was, it was really cool. Um, and again, the episode is solely mainly focused on him getting baby Yoda back, getting to the ship and getting out alive. I mean, really, that's where it was. This it was, was.
1: Just, it was I thought it was like, it was just a simple yeah. episode. It's like, yeah. get this, go here, boom, boom, escape. Don't die.
0: Yeah. Some, pe- some perils in the middle there with the fight with I, the stormtroopers. Uh, some
1: fight scenes. Yes. Yeah, I loved at, it.
0: The fight at the end where, um, all the other, you know what that I got huge vibes of was John Wick Two Uh, when he goes, uh, what the hell they call that? Whatever, comprehendo. Whenever when he when John Wick gets <laughs> Excommunicado. and he's like walking through the streets, and there's the shot of all the other assassins like getting ready to try and take oh, him yeah, out. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, when I the got, when the files went off. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. So I got yeah. huge vibes of that because at yeah. the end he gets accosted by all the other bounty hunters yeah. who wanted the same prize that he did. Yeah. So it's like exactly pulled from John Wick, which I appreciated because to play Six Degrees, John Wick, John Favreau, if so, facto, yeah. same thing. Same person. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should I have I drew that line. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think line. of John Wick. Like, yeah, that, that was straight up John Wick. L- yeah. Literally the first yeah. thing
0: I thought of. I wanted to text you, but I also wanted to hang on to the, to the pod maybe – Maybe you no 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 I did no, that was that was good. Uh, let's see, we got uh, IGN what do they have to say about the Mandalorians episode three. The Mandalorians third episode maintains the swagger and action packed set pieces from the previous outing with another engaging adventure. The fascinating reveals about Mandalorian culture, along with the subtle clues about Baby Yoda's mysterious past, keep the story moving forward at a brisk pace. We just wish that the show was taking advantage of the flexible streaming format with longer, more substantial episodes. Eight five eight seven.
1: I'll take it. Uh, another Just another solid. great
0: episode. Uh, it's it's such a good episode that I am having trouble deciphering which of the three I like the best, which I think at this time, I'm just going to leave it alone and not pick a favorite. Yeah. I'm just going to enjoy it. I think there's only eight episodes yeah, to the season. So we only have five episodes left. We're going to be done before the end of the year. So before 2020 even hits us, we're going to be done with this first season. We're going to have to wait a pretty damn long time to get the second one out. They just year. they wanted this to be out at launch. Um, so I get it. That's a long time we're gonna have to wait for season two. So I really, really hope that this can continue its path. I'm ready for these new characters. Let's see. Five episodes, about a half hour each. We're, we're only about two and a half hours left of this story to be told for season one. And we don't even know the big bad yet.
1: True. I just like I just wanna see like I could see the show him going to like different planets, seeing different just organisms, animal, whatever species, whatever's out there. Like that's what
0: I feel like this could happen to the show. Just yeah. new- Just go watch the Discovery channel if you want organisms.
1: Yo, Earth's a great – that's a great – Planet Earth? That's a great special. I
0: tried a million times and I love Nerdy Earth documentaries. I get sucked
1: in. I Sucked in like a sap.
0: I can't do it. Uh, Disney Plus is slowly rolling out some basic features that were absent at launch. Uh, Namely, resume watching is finally there and a continue watching panel. Have you gotten those yet?
1: Well – I I guess when I – since I first started, whenever I started, I just – I never stopped or paused. It just went right through. Mm -hmm. But I happened to put on gargoyles the Mm -hmm. other day and I was Mm -hmm. just playing it and I I passed down. I woke up and then I guess it automatically turned off or whatever. I don't have that
0: feature. Mine doesn't automatically turn off. Mine will keep – going in eternity i fell asleep during the Dude, simpsons woke up in season eight i don't
1: oh my god i think i don't know if it's my like. I'll,
0: we'll uh, start it in i started i don't know if six, it's my but.
1: tv because like then play ps4 goes right into silent mode i or, have that
0: too for after an so hour. i
1: wake up like oh god cool, i don't gotta do nothing but maybe wait, well, but,
0: wait, wait how are you consuming disney plus is it on your console i i i, I downloaded it ps4 you know, it was, okay it was i'm using my ipad maybe it's the platform Maybe okay. after PS4 I, shuts it down, but for, and maybe For the, the first two episodes of
1: so Mandalorian, I was strictly computer, yeah. and there was late nights. You know, let me just download on the you know my PS4, see if I have any lag. I wanted to yeah. test that out. I had no lag. Gargoyles yeah. ran great, and I was like, man, I love the show. Yeah,
0: I, I, the resume watching feature. Again, these are small features that Netflix, Hulu, Amazon have already had. But like in the first week, one of the downsides of Disney Plus was I would go to watch blank check, I would hit it again, and there's no. It would just start over. Or it would resume and not tell me that I it was resumed. So, like, if I go to put on Moana for my daughter and it doesn't say do you want to resume or start over and I just hit play and then it goes back to the be- – or it starts an hour and a half in, the only way to fucking do it was to to rewind and you can only do that in 10-second increments. So, I'm literally uh, sitting there like yeah. an idiot with her in my arm holding my left button on my <laughs> D-pad on my Xbox like when the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this thing So, the start over options there, they continue watching. And now we have, like, the queue list. Of like recently watched, which it didn't have before, which I liked that it didn't have that because I don't want my wife knowing I watched the Mighty Ducks animated uh, and blank check. And now when she logs onto it, she's like, "Well, my husband is a loser because 20 minutes of Johnny Tsunami was was watched." Yeah, <laughs> Pono.
1: I, I can't defend you there, my
0: friend. <laughs> it's a bad movie. Johnny Tsunami is bad movie. I thought it would be like nostalgic fun, and then. Shao Kahn, I, I love sorry, your optimism. Shang Sung from the Mortal Kombat movies is Johnny Tsung's grandpa, and he calls him Pono. And I'm like, I'll just turn this off, Jesus, Pono. God. I can't watch it. it was It's real yeah, bad. As it's, you should. It's real bad. Uh, let's see. Viacom and CBS are merging on December 4th. If you didn't know that, well, there's the news. But here's the deeper cut. Viacom owns who? Nickelodeon. And there is now a confirmed report that some, not all, but some Nickelodeon shows are on their way to CBS All Access. We don't know if this is retro. We don't yeah. know if this is whatever. Now, remember, Nickelodeon and Netflix signed a deal recently for exclusive content moving forward. And I said, oh, it makes sense just to throw yeah. their old content up on that platform. But this kind of throws a wrench into that yep. plan. So 100%. this Netflix thing might only be for future content and we might not actually get the old
1: stuff. Which that sucks because I won't get CBS All Access. No. So that just sucks. sucks that, if, it's in
0: a, it's not free, right? No, like that's, I, don't, I think it might don't be like You don't think six Star Trek Discovery eight? is good enough? for mm. to get cbs I, access I,
1: I, I don't don't i never watched the old old star trek shit i, I just watched the, the new movies with, with chris pine that, that's my knowledge of i've seen the little shit of shatner and family guy making fun of him yeah that yeah. is funny but yeah i'm it's not my cup of tea
0: cbs access is a skip for me i don't think this is going to necessarily draw like the subscriptions or anything like that this is just a simple fact of licensing yeah we own you you're going to be on our platform whether you like it or not. Now, Nick has like a Verve thing where all the old Nick shows, Keenan and Kel, uh, all of that, Amanda show, all that stuff. Hey, dude, I think was even on there. Maybe Your Shorts. All of that was on the Verve, seven bucks a month. All the old Nickelodeon stuff. I'd be interested to see if that's going to stick around or if that's going to go away. I think that's to be seen as of right now. But if you're a Nickelodeon fan, it could have be it could just be SpongeBob and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Although I believe that that's Disney.
1: It is. <laughs> I know
0: but it is. I maybe Invader Zim. Okay. So like maybe the newer maybe 2000 to 2010 ish range. Maybe and not they could the, have they could have cut off the, the Nicktoons before. Who knows? The latest spinoff for The Walking Dead gets an official title. The Walking Dead World Beyond. And it will debut. It had a 30 second teaser trailer. It will debut in the spring of 2020. Did you watch this teaser? No. I did. It just looks like The Walking Dead. It, it, There's uh, nothing hard, distinctive. Hard, hard pass. Hard, hard pass. pass.
1: Hard pass. Hard, no, Look no, me dude, in the eyes. Hard
0: pass. Look me in the eyes. Don't smile. No, Don't smile.
1: Don't no, smile. No, here's a reason. I just watched. I literally, before I came over, I finished the mid season finale of The uh-huh. Walking Dead. God is terrible. God is. Are you going to go back? Dude, I oh swear my god. he's gonna
0: ha- he's th- gonna stop watching it.
1: Like, do the like every like I read like the reviews like, oh my god, the cliffhanger, the dumbest cl- dude, Greg. It's like I I watched it. I was like, if they fall in a trap, like legit. As I said, they fall in a trap. I was like, this is the dumbest shit ever. And I was like, that's the mid, that's the finale. Dude, it, you It's so bad. It's so I am bad. So happy for you. Anyone who's watching The Walk of Dead and enjoying it, like I, 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 wish
0: mom. Shout out to my wife's mom. God, still,
1: god bless you, Ms. Yeah. God bless you, because yeah. I, I, it's it's a struggle. I'm bad. I feel like I'm going round for round. I'm like taking blows. Like, oh god damn I just Did you down. give up on fear? Oh god, yeah. It's the first season, I was done. That that was hot shit.
0: Wow. So you're done with the Walking Dead universe, is what I'm hearing. Well, this is the join only, the club. This is I'm great.
1: I'm hanging by a thread with Walking Dead, but the. Fuck the fear, the, the spinoff, it's dead, dude. You're barely, you're getting, you're barely getting more than three million live views a, a show a week now. You're gonna keep cranking out shows, it's gonna be dead in the
0: water. Tell that to Vince McMahon.
1: AMC's just getting greedy. Uh,
0: Walking Dead World Beyond, it just seriously, it just looks like more Walking Dead. I'm, I, I, I would say I'm interested. I'm not. I could care less about this show. I,
1: see, I wouldn't even, even if you were interested, like, Greg, you're not. Don't. It's
0: like, what is this show gonna do that the other ones didn't or haven't tried yet? It don't I don't
1: care about before. You, shit, at this point, like after Walking Dead, just just spoil it. Somehow they find a cure.
0: Just spoil it. I was kind of always hoping that the Walking Dead show, the main one, would end with a cure, but all the people we like die. I mean, who...
1: There's, like,
0: there's one left, and maybe Rick comes back for the finale, or Carol, I think there's and they none of them make it, but they save it for the rest of the world. Like, the future can live on now. So
1: what, from the first season, there's what two possibly three people alive that's it
0: but the cure doesn't mean shit for the ones that are still alive it's not like a disney movie where magic dust will fall down from the sky and all the zombies will turn back to normal people oh carol
1: you never know maybe that's the end
0: karen I'm sorry. Still battling a cold. Stargirl episodes will hit the CW a day after they debut on the DC Universe app. Is that that telling for the DC Universe app subscribers? Or is that just they have so much confidence in Stargirl, they want to get it out to the masses?
1: I don't know. I think it's you... You want it, because a lot of people don't know who Stargirl is. I, I only know yeah. a little bit about her. I don't know too much about her, but yeah. I think it's a way to... This Because the CW seeds free. People can go online. They can watch the episode for free. It's a good way. Oh, who's this character? Shit ton of ads. I oh, dude. Stu- actually, I don't... Yeah, it might be like a stupid one commercial or two for the other shows, but... You know, it, it's just a way to... Hey, here's Stargirl. Here's, here's what this show is about. If you like it, go check out more episodes on the universe and then check out everything. It's just a way just to introduce the character more.
0: If I'm a universe subscriber and I'm falling out of favor. I'm like, alright, peace out, membership. I'm just gonna wait a day. If, like, my single reason for getting the universe was for Girl, and there's gotta be people out there that that is the reason, there ain't many.
1: No, I'm sure. There ha- ain't it, many. It, it could be, but again. you have it- lost
0: those eight subscribers. They're now <laughs> just gonna wait till the next day.
1: But as, as long as you like DC stuff, they, they have a huge
0: backlog that it's it's worth the eight bucks a month. Castlevania Season 3 on Netflix may be delayed. Pissed. And here's why. It's, it's, it's by an official Netflix account, which is where it gets validity, but I also don't know if it was just a marketing thing. I
1: was going to say, did Devil May Cry or something have something to do with they it? They
0: had the release date on there. I think it was like spring 2020 or something yeah. like that. Um, This is Netflix, I want to say Netherlands or maybe France. They reissued the poster for the season and took off the release date and didn't put a new one. So we don't know. People were just
1: speculating that it's going it, to get delayed. It could
0: be delayed. It could just be a print error. Who knows? But something like that, where it's that big at the bottom, doesn't just get removed without getting replaced. And if you don't have the new date yet, I can understand why yeah. it, it's not back on there. So
1: I mean, it sucks if it does get delayed because you finished season two, right? Yeah. And I thought it was fucking phenomenal. I, I loved it.
0: It's uh, If we had a top three anime list, it's probably on there. Yeah. I'm, it's like a non-traditional like a, anime. I would
1: say a, like a newer anime. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: yeah. By newer, you mean since nineteen eighty eight?
1: Yep. I well, I mean like this is, they're only on their, sec, their second season. That, yeah. You know what I mean? I it's mean not like that many
0: episodes either, right? I think it was only eight. per season. six, maybe. Even the first one, it was short. Like Ten or twelve. You total. can binge it. And you one can binge day. all of it in a day. One day, easy too. Not even, not even tough. Uh, this was a contender for me for top three shows of 2019. It's spoiler alert. It's not gonna make my final list. Um, it got bumped. It's probably gonna be four or five. It's really, 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 really good. It's a British comedy. It's called Sex Education. I can't recommend the show enough. The main character, first of all, the girl looks exactly like Margot Robbie, but. Other than that, the main character, his mom is a sex therapist, so he then takes that knowledge to school and becomes his high school's sex therapist for all the kids, for the teens that want to just bang like bunnies and can't, and he becomes, if so facto, their sex education therapist. It's so funny. Season 2 is debuting January 1st, so right away in 2020, I get my second shot unbelievably funny show and to end off the tv section game of thrones final season will hit blu-ray on december 3rd you can also buy the entire eight season collection as well beginning december 3rd i'd like to think that no one's gonna buy this shit but they will
1: i mean as a collector i'm looking at it like man that box set does look it, the nice the box set it looks, looks really great.
0: good if they just sold a maybe a Season one through five, where George oh, was in it, Jesus, and then six through gets their own <laughs> box set with like here's part A and part B, just like in wet cardboard. Damn, like that could be the packaging. Just like I don't know something that's not good. Well, I mean, I,
1: I, it was smart for them to make it like come out before Christmas, but I think it's like two hundred and eighty dollars for for the whole the whole you know the whole kit and caboodle. I'll take over in gaming, and as we know, Greg already beat Pokemon Shield. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's see what else you got because I know you played. A few more hours. Yeah,
0: I'm about 10 to 12 hours deeper. I am done the entire post-game story uh, where I have made my legendary Pokemon a part of my team. Okay. Um, Love what they did with the other legendary. I won't spoil that, but really cool. Uh, Post game's kind of short. I finished it in like an hour and ten minutes, hour and a half. Some tough battles, including the last battle before the screen goes black and says the end. I almost lost my first battle the entire game at that battle. Like, what a shit in my cheerio's that would have been.
1: I, that would have been great. It was you really hard. The very last battle. I, I will great.
0: admit, too, I bought like 15 revives. And a bunch of hyper potions, and I had to use like six of them because Damn. he was just the person who you battle with the Pokemon that he has was just ripping through my team. Yeah. Every Pokemon he had was higher level than mine, and I can't say that about any other battle in the game. It was legitimately a hard battle. not any any battle in Pokemon is made easy now with the amount of money you get. Yeah. Instead of buying clothes, which is why they give you so much money, as intended, just buy items and just buy yeah. repels. You can just send um, out... When,
1: if if and when I get it, I have a white t-shirt, black pants, no hat. <laughs>
0: That's it. No shoes. <laughs> there are options for most of that. Sam's just putting his Pokemon Go character in Sword and Shield. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm done that. i satisfied. I am now at the part of the game where I want to fill the decks of 400. Once I do that, I will officially have 100% of the game. But I do have two things that I talked about last week. Uh, that I want to hit on. One of them is the wild area, which is one of, was was one of my cons. I'm going to keep it in the cons list because of the frame rate stuttering, the chugging when you go online, some of the low textures, the the big giant difference in graphics compared to the rest of the game. But I want to throw it into the pros as well because uh, number one, after you beat the game, every Pokemon in the wild area it could be a could be a Caterpie, yeah. level sixty. So it gives you a little bit of challenge. And because this game does not feature a traditional Elite Four, if you want to go catch lower level stuff and just build raise them up, up and build them up, do it through the wild area because every Pokemon is level 60. Now, granted, the heavier Pokemon, the Rhydon's, the Chanseys, there isn't Chansey in the game. But if so, fact, the heavier ones, yeah. they give you more experience, the points, the Steelixes, the Snorlax's, um, than just the baby Pokemon if yeah. I saw a, a Ghastly or whatever. Uh, but it's a great way to level up. It is also where I found, randomly, walked into a wild Tyranitar.
1: Yeah, of course, he sent me a picture. <laughs> I, I love it. He, he sends you a picture of Tyranitar, him in the wild, and you have caught Tyranitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. Just,
0: just wanted to let you know that he is now on my team. Um, I have two. I have a Larvitar and a Tyranitar. I got the Larvitar for free in the game, but I didn't want to use him until after the game was over because I don't want to cheat and use a yeah, gifted so, free. So program.
1: now I would build your lavatar up and and built him up the way he should be his old school yeah from the ground up yeah no
0: i'll never use them i like to use the new pokemon i don't uh, i only I have Tarantar. the old ones on my team just so i could have see
1: them. i only played turn one game so it's like to me he's a new pokemon <laughs>
0: i will say this like if you get it and we battle i'll i'll use my entire decks of Pokemon and that oh, could be Pokemon. Oh, you would have
1: to attempt to win. <clears throat> um,
0: but I would, I'm going to try my best to stay. Because if
1: you come at me with a marshmallow and ice cream cone and trash can, I'm going to that ass.
0: Oh, you're going to underestimate the Poison Fairy combination. <laughs> I'm going to fuck that up. Uh, but I will say that the wild area is really, really fun for, for the random things you can encounter, the dynamic weather changing, the little hidden items everywhere. There's a bunch of rocks that are just sticking out of the ground. You go up to them and behind every rock is a different, ev- is a different evolutionary stone for Eevee. And then depending on the weather, one of Eevee's evolutions is randomly appears. So okay. like, and that weather changes every day. So it's a really cool dynamic, but the, the changing weather. What sucks is if you get, if, you, <clears throat> let's say, there's a Pokemon out there that I'm still trying to find. It's a 2% chance to find it in one area oh, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And there has to be an overcast. It can't be hailing, raining, sunny, uh, or or windy. It has to be overcast. Yeah. And if those conditions are met, I get a 2% chance. Now, I don't get to play games as often as I, as I used to. So if I get to go there on a Monday and it's not overcast... Alright, I'll try Tuesday. But what if I can't go on Tuesday? Maybe I'll have to check Wednesday. But if on Tuesday it was overcast and I can't play it, then I've missed my shot. Yeah. So you kind of have to be patient and wait on that. Which, again, I'm not in any rush here. I'm not trying to complete my Pokédex by tomorrow. But I now have 260 Pokémon out of the 400 available. Yeah, it's impressive. So <clears throat> I'm, almost, I'm over halfway yeah. there to completing my decks. So I'm looking forward to that. And the other part of it I love is Max Raid Battles. Didn't give a shit about them during the story because you get experience... Candy from them, and then I can just pump them into my Pokemon. A large one or an extra large one gives me 30,000 experience points. I don't need to overlevel my shit. So I purposely didn't use them because I didn't want to be tempted to use the candies. But after now, when I have Pokemon trying to level up and evolve, I go into a raid, I win a five-star raid, I catch the Pokemon, so there's one for my decks. I get a couple large and extra-large candies, I pump them into things, and then I evolve them, boom, I just got four Pokemon in the span of three minutes, and it works. It just works. They're a lot of fun. Something I want to add to the cons of the game that I never talked about, I can't believe I didn't talk about this last week, is the evil team. Team Yell. Um... Pink, black. Love the color scheme. Love the look of the grunts. Love that the vuvuzelas. Love the fact that they're fans of Marnie, one of your rivals, and they are—they kind of symbolize a rabid sports fan where they just blow their vuvuzelas and they get up in your face. <clears throat> but from a story perspective, these are the worst teams. This is the worst team ever in any oh really? Pokemon game. Yeah, they serve the, what, no did purpose. Did
1: we hate the one from the last one?
0: Oh, they're my favorite. Team Skull is my favorite.
1: No, who, oh, the one that the rap guys. Yeah, then. they're the best. They
0: are the best. There's no, there's no ads if surprise. They're the best. Skull, the best. But this group sucks. They don't do anything menacing. They're a part of one gym, and then they just kind of block your path. That's their big evil thing. You can't go this far. Here's a zigzagoon. I'm gonna beat you with. And I'm just like, you don't serve a purpose in the story. You don't even really pay off for Marnie, which, again, is one of your rivals, whom they are the fan of. Um, Some other spoiler stuff I won't get into now. But Team Yell is the worst uh, evil team in any Pokemon game, which inspired me to do the following list. And then we're going to move on. I have ranked Generation 8 based on Pokemon, The Region, The Gyms and Gym Leaders, The Elite Four... The Legendaries, the Evil Team, and the Rivals. Okay. <clears throat> so for those seven categories, here's where Generation 8 falls for me. Again, I'm not going to score it, but this will give you an idea of where I think about these games. To me, the only Pokemon that are better than Generation 8's Pokemon are Generation 1's. Yeah. I think Generation 1 is the best Pokemon, then 8, then 7, and then 4. For the regions, Galar, for me, it was... This is the best. This is the best region I've ever been okay. in. The wild area helps that. I was going
1: to say yeah, the level 60s <clears> help you, but,
0: but the but the cities are just gorgeous. Followed by six. I love X and Y cities. Followed by four, which is platinum, um, pearl, diamond pearl, and then one. I love the Kanto region. Johto's cool, but that's more because you can go back to Kanto when it's done. The gyms, Generation Eight, also my favorite gyms and gym leaders ever. I said Camp. it last week. They have so much personality, which you yeah. don't get in a lot of the old games. But Generation One. And four go for my top three gyms and gym leaders. So it's 8-1-4. For the Elite Four, I would go Generation 1, still has my favorite Elite Four, followed by 5, which I think is the hardest, 4-7, and then 2. 2 because they bring in a Gen 1 gym leader into that Elite Four, and then his daughter is the gym leader for the Kanto gym, the, the gym moving forward. Gen 8 doesn't have a traditional Elite Four, so I can't really even include yeah, you, it in the can't. list yeah, there is a time where you fight four people and then the champion it's just but not it's disguised not the as it, an yeah. elite four so i don't think that's fair from a legendary's perspective i think gen 8 has the best story for their legendaries the way they incorporate them into the game the way it doesn't really matter if you pick sword or shield the way that they bring in the third big bad at a legendary and the way they introduce him I love that, but from a design standpoint, Generation 3 still has my favorite legendary Pokemon of all time, followed by four. Is that Lugia? No, that's two. Okay. <laughs> Gen 2. Um, and then like Entei, Raikou, and Suicune, they're Gen 2. So it goes three, four, one, two, five, eight.
1: Okay, le- a legendary suck guy. <laughs>
0: um, I just don't like their designs. There's only yeah. three of them. Previous games have a ton of different legendaries. You tell me Rayquaza isn't like the coolest legendary ever. Groudon, Kyogre. I love Gen they, 3 legendaries. They
1: look, but they, they they never did it for me. I would be more towards like Raikou or somewhere. Entei. That's Gen 2. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I love was...
0: Entei. I hate Sui Queen and, Ra- and Raikou. I don't like them. But I love Lugia. Yeah, I don't Lugia, even like Kogia. I don't even like Ho-Oh. I don't like Ho-Oh. So, like, Gen 2, that's who, two That's out of five. who we saw in in Episode 1. one again, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the mascot of uh, Pokemon Gold. Uh, from an evil team perspective, I already said it, Gen 7 has my favorite, then 5. They are legitimate evil. And then 1, which is Team Rocket. Even 2, because 2 is just Team Rocket, but three years later. 8 for me is dead last. And then finally, your rivals. Gen 2 has my favorite rival in silver. Gen 1 is my second of favorite course. with blue. Then 4 with Barry. And then 8. with your three rivals bead marnie and hop in this game so i think this is top four so when you really break it down one two three four of my seven generation eight is is in the top three or four so it's again when you combine all that up there this is my favorite generation besides Gen 4 and 1.
1: And, if, and, and it's if, right there. And if for the first one coming out <coughs> to an actual console, I, I would say, that, I mean, for, for having not playing it, it sounds like they knocked it out of the park.
0: And I think I have, I think I have convinced my wife to play Pokemon. I is she, she going to play Sword? I, I We're going to start her on Let's Go. It's a okay. little bit more yeah. like Baby's First Pokemon game. Yeah. It's the original. It's kind of easy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, she likes catching with the Go mechanic, so she has the Joy-Con yeah. that she can do that with. So we're going to probably start her there, but we were on that couch, and I just flat-out asked her. I said, "Hun, I have 17 Pokemon games sitting right there. She's play, like, what?
1: Just pick She one. had no idea. Yeah. She was
0: what? I said, yeah, I have 17 of them right there. I'm not asking you to play any of these, but I'm just like, no, like, this series means a lot to me. I love Pokemon. Would you consider playing it? She, she said, I would. I like Pokemon Go. Uh, so hey, whether that was just bullshit flat, no. or not. You can take it. I appreciate you, honey.
1: Sword and Shield have sold over 6 million units in its first week alone, making it the fastest-selling Switch game in history.
0: It beat the 5 million by Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So this not only just beat it, it smoked the record.
1: But this shouldn't be a surprise. I feel like we knew this was going to be bigger than... But with
0: all the controversy surrounding it, all this did was show me that the majority on the internet that hated it lost. And I love that. This whole cancel culture, lost. And that, to me... About damn time. That, to me, signifies... A turn, a a small win for the good people out there. Now, do I still think this game is great or perfect? I think it's great. Do I think it's perfect? No. Do I personally think that what actually happened is Nintendo said, you're not missing the holiday. We have to have a great game for Christmas 2019. You're making this deadline. Yeah. And they got rushed by Nintendo. Yes. Is that being talked about? No. No. But do I personally have a conspiracy? Yes. I think Game Freak. Maybe one day, maybe it comes out. You never know. So, like, I think the next game, because they won't have, you know, I say that and it'll be the same fucking bullshit. But, like, do I think the next game has more potential? Yes, because maybe there won't be that big Nintendo rush. But I feel like the first one on console, the first one on Switch, Switch is crushing it right now. They said, guys, you're not delaying this game. We're not missing the holiday window. You're hitting November 2019. And I think we got a rushed game because of that. But it's still, if that's what they do when they're rushed, I can't wait we- to see what they can do without.
1: It's huh? good to see. We got two reviews. First off, we'll start with is it Blue Kid Two review?
0: Yeah, this is my review of it. Um, thank you to uh, Head Up Games and Winterworks for sending us a copy of the game so we could give our review on this fine podcast. And uh, Blue Kid Two is a two D platformer, a pixel platformer, much in the vein of uh, you know the old Sonic the Hedgehog games, the Mario games. Um, get go from right to left. I'm sorry, from left to right. Beat the level. Collect some things along the way. Um, what Blue Kid 2 does really nicely is it gives you five or six different like missions every uh, level. And by that, I mean collect all the stars. Collect the hidden stars. Finish it within the time limit. Finish with all your health. Kill all the enemies. And if you do all of those things every or any of those things when you beat a level, you get an extra star for those. You can't progress through the game unless you get enough stars. So it forces you to almost master the levels. It's got five worlds, eight to ten levels per world, so it's got a lot of content for like a four dollar game right now on the eShop. Um, Can't beat that. Again, our we had a review copy sent to us, so this is not uh, we don't have to pay for ours. I like to be upfront about that stuff, but that is not going to affect my um, vision of the game. Well, I think you know me. I love old school platforms. Yeah. I just I don't do. think that's a
1: surprise to nobody.
0: I I enjoyed this game. I beat it. Um, I won't say I loved it. I won't say I'm gonna you know, rush to play it again, like maybe a Miles and Kilo or maybe a uh, Ukulele in the Impossible Layer. But what this game did that I really appreciate and love, it, it, it has this double jump mechanic where uh, they they do gradually and slowly and surely introduce new puzzles and platforms into the game. But this double jump mechanic saved my bacon so many times, and it's not a momentum-based jump. So in like a lot of games, if I'm running and I jump, that My momentum forces me that direction. Yeah, keeps you Here, going if I just tap left, I'm going back left. I can really control my character down to the core. Okay, that's and I appreciate that. Um, it makes me feel like all the deaths are on me and yeah. not on some bullshit. Yeah, that's cool. So I appreciate that. It's not the hardest game out there. I beat it in one sitting. Um, where I think there are two downfalls to this game that I hope are patched, worked on, or maybe I just suck, is... Number one, well, the one can't be patched. It's a feature of the game. Number one that I I just don't like, they have these little clouds, and on the cloud, you can bounce. But because you have this double jump mechanic, in any game where you bounce, you try to time your button press when you hit the cloud, and it shoots you higher. You've done that before. Yeah, yeah. Like a spring. Yeah, yeah, a spring. (laughs) But whenever I go to do it, if I hit it just a second early, or a split second early, I do a quick double jump, and I die because I didn't hit it at the exact at the exact right second. Okay. And that r- is really frustrating when something's chasing you. Or you have one you more have jump to, to make. You have to time it perfectly. You time it perfectly. And that's not... Give me a little bit of leeway there. <clears throat> so I don't love that. And secondly, there are three auto-scrollers in the game that just destroy its momentum. I love when I have... I can go from left to right on my own pace. Beat the game or beat the level quick. But when I am forced to have the, the level scroll...
1: Oh, it does it for
0: you. Oh, my God. And the last level of the game is a long auto-scroller that's really hard. It doesn't have checkpoints. If it does have checkpoints, I missed it. But I had to go through the entire thing without taking a single death. And it was. It took me like ten tries. It was so boring. I hate auto scrollers as it is because they're just so. I like a fast one, but these slow auto scrollers, especially this one, goes like top to bottom. It doesn't even go left to right. That's tough. It was. It was tough to get through. From I just. That's how you're gonna end this game after all this cool stuff, great levels, great backdrops, really fun Chip Toony soundtrack, and you're gonna end it on a giant auto scroller that's supposed to put all the mechanics that I learned throughout the game in one shot. I don't like that type of mechanic yeah. but i will say it's a really fun game and i do appreciate again uh like i said <clears throat> head up for sending us a copy of the game to for us to give our impressions winter works did a really nice job this is a solid seven out of ten for me i do recommend it it's like three or four dollars on the e-shop right now on nintendo switch pick it up um listen it's not going to break the bank so if it's not a game that really speaks to you you can just discard yeah, it. You it's four, dollars. Yeah, it's save $4. Save
1: dollars. on the soda or, you know. Don't drink a coffee Sigs. one day. Yeah, something like that. Seriously. Go yeah, check out Blue Starbucks Kid Starbucks got enough money. Yeah, yeah. Blue Kid
0: God. 2, Nintendo Switch.
1: Next review we got up, we got Shenmue 3.
0: This is not my review because I haven't played a Shenmue game in damn near 15 years. Uh, and Shenmue 3 was not one of the games on my list for this year. But, IGN has some words, Shenmue 3 feels like it's from a different era. A step forward from its ambitious action-adventure predecessors, but still about five steps behind modern games. In everything from its laborious progression to its abysmal voice acting and clumsy combat, it's ignored the innovations of the past 20 years and kept doing its own thing. This direct continuation of Shenmue 2's story and gameplay did feel like coming home for someone who had it all. But, I'm sorry, for had all but given up hope of ever returning to Ryo Hazuki's world, and for that reason, I'm glad Shenmue 3 exists. I just wish it had given me the satisfying story that I returned for. 7-0? (laughs) 5-9. You bastards. Uh,
1: Super, I hope this is true, a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater game looks to be in early development.
0: Yeah, we don't know if it's going to be a remaster of 1 and 2, or a brand new title, but in an interview, one of the skaters from Tony Hawk, I want to say 5, it could be the HD remaster of 1, she said, Tony's working on a new one and I'm going to be in that too. So if that doesn't confirm it, I don't know what does, but if you remember, Tony Hawk 5 even exists because... Activision was losing their Tony Hawk license, so they literally rushed together and put together a piece of shit, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, and rushed it out the door just in time of them losing the license so they can capitalize on the Tony Hawk name. So Tony Hawk and Activision are no longer working together. So this game, I hope... I hope... It holds the quality of the earlier titles. Yeah. It doesn't have Activision backing it anymore, which, is, which sucks. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Activision hasn't made a good Robo Moto. Is the wrong developer for a good skateboarding game. Hopefully, they find a new developer. <coughs> but Activision's publishing dollars might hurt that. So I hope it's just not Robo Moto with Tony Hawk personally backing the game because that's just going to be a disaster. Yeah. But if you find a new developer, if you have big money backing it. I hope it's a remaster of the first two. I would love to go back to that's, those worlds. That's a, that's
1: a day one buy.
0: I would, it's, any of them yeah. is a day one yeah. buy, except for five. Five was on day one buy because it was broken. Yeah. It had a th- like a 20-something gig patch on day one.
1: Jesus it was Christ. bad. They
0: couldn't even finish it in time to put it on the disc. So that was just a broken mess from the start. I hope it's a remaster just to get my blood flowing again on the Tony Hawk, like what they did with Crash. Put it in a new engine, yeah. HDify it, Give it the like the 2019 2020 facelift. Yeah. Let's dive back into those worlds and guess what? If you go back to Philly, love's gone. So it'd be great to jump back to Venice Beach. Gone. Yeah. So it'd be great to dive back into those uh, skate spots that are no longer even here. And relive in the, the good old days. And relive the good old days, and then give us a Tony Hawk Six or whatever you want to call it. Slap a forward. number on it. We'll just be there. Give me like <laughs> yeah. the remaster first, just to get everybody hype again on Tony Hawk. Prove that you can do it again.
1: Yeah. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis
0: looks to be getting the Resident Evil 2 remake treatment. And Resident Evil 2 is nominated for Game of the Year on multiple platforms, so it can't really be all that bad. Uh, Which
1: I I, 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 I I said this to you earlier before, it's like is it the game of the year? I know you said they did a lot of work, they read, they fine-tuned it, but it's like it was it's still about 80% the same game that came out.
0: I would imagine this year the game that should win it but won't is control. That game looks just yeah. great. Uh, I hear good things. I hear amazing things. Nobody said a damn bad word about it. I would hope that maybe the outer world. Just don't be Death Stranding. I just have a really bad feeling about that.
1: Just don't be Death Stranding, please. The long-rumored Metroid Prime Trilogy
0: HD remaster may finally be real. And in bigger news, another potential Metroid game is in the works. Nintendo Life reported this. Um, Trusted source, kinda. Uh, This leaker... I think they're called like PandiFlex or something. They've gotten a ton right about Nintendo Directs. Yeah. And they've they've gotten a lot of the great sources from that. But when they've leaked new games that have nothing to do with a Nintendo Direct, they've been wrong a lot. So kind of take this with a grain of salt. They get a lot of things right, but they don't get everything right. A 2D brand new remaster. I should the brand new remaster sounds oxymoronic. Uh, a remaster in this graphical style of Super Metroid One of the greatest games ever made, getting remade in 2020 with a new kind of facelift, even though I already think it's a pretty, really, really pretty game. That would be just so sweet. Day one buy. That would be so sweet. That will help us get through to Metroid Prime 4, which we know was scrapped and started over, so we're still years away from that game. So I think giving us the HD remakes that we wanted with a brand new Super Metroid, holy shit, that would fly off the shelves. (laughs)
1: Capcom is releasing the first three Devil May Cry games on the Switch in a single bundle,
0: kinda. We already knew that the first three DMC games were coming to the Switch, hell, the first two are out, but Capcom decided to put them all in one package and say, here you go, but then they Capcomed it, yeah. and they did exactly what they did for Mega Man, and they decided to put the first game on the cartridge... And Devil May Cry two and three are download codes.
1: Stupid, H- hard pass, dude. If you're gonna if you're gonna get it, you get a PlayStation. You get this game in Xbox. Do you have
0: any idea why they would do that, though?
1: Save money on t-
0: making it. Maybe, but the bigger reason is when you have those two games that are download codes. What can't you do now? Trade it in. Say.
1: Save- that 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 turns me off like so like I I have no even if I had a switch love you know I me mean? I love Devil May Cry I would yeah. never buy that game on switch, that's a
0: ever. Capcom decision more than a Nintendo decision but I still I still don't also I don't like it. but to your point if I'm playing an old Devil May Cry game I'm playing the HD collection yeah, exactly, that came which, out on PS4 Xbox One yep which I have so do I I have, yep. I have one for each console I'm I'm like why wouldn't I just play it that I wouldn't one? even have
1: made this for, to me this gaming ain't for ain't for Switch I mean
0: Uh there are plenty of people that would want to play it on the go. I mean, remember, Switch is not meant to be played ah, on the television.
1: Devil May Cry is not a game that I want to, I don't know. That
0: you don't want to. Yeah. There are definitely yeah. people, though. Listen, yeah. how co- in my world, I would love it if Madden came out on the Switch. Now, would it be some shitty version? Yeah, and yeah. I probably wouldn't buy it. But to be able to play Madden on handheld, when I'm just laying in bed, is a cool So feeling, instead of breaking a, cool a paddle,
1: now I can just break my whole goddamn <laughs> Switch. Great. Great. Another hard pass for me.
0: <laughs> it's just, there are people out there that... Uh, they want every game portable. so this is just yeah. another and like, I'm the, the
1: opposite of that guy.
0: The problem is these games are fifteen years old, ten years old now, yeah. and it's just like we're 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 on. You know Devil May Cry 5 just came out, right? Yeah, it's like, like,
1: they're, they're working on the sixth one that we, they didn't announce yet. <laughs>
0: um, actually, we're going to skip over. We had the uh, WWE Survivor Series and TakeOver reviews. I will sum them up and say, good shows. WWE, thumbs up for what you did over the weekend. I actually really had fun watching a couple good nights of WWE oh, wrestling for the first time in a while. I haven't watched Raw, but I heard something that happened, and I will give that a thumbs up too, and I hope they... Go with that.
1: And the only thing I saw was Rusev was in handcuffs.
0: Well, that's I'm done.
1: That's that's a The Bobby Lashley
0: Lana. Rusev, yeah, I am so out yeah. on that. Yeah, but no, what that's... they did with, with Seth Rollins, good on you, WWE. I will watch. Um, and I'm hoping that the Chris Jericho,
1: yeah, I saw that. Uh,
0: yeah. Le Champion Celebration,
1: yeah, as, as, I'm, I don't anything what he does, it'll, it'll be good. Yeah, it's will, it's will Jericho, be funny.
0: but. Uh, good stuff. If you didn't check it out, go check it out. But what I wanted to talk about really quickly before we get into some listener suggestions, um, it's not my pick of the week because it just came out today and I've only watched about 30, 30 minutes of it. Okay. <coughs> but Mike Birbiglia's new stand-up special, the new one, is available now on Netflix. Oh, cool. Awesome. It just came out today, Tuesday, if you're listening to this, the 26th. I watched about 30 minutes of it about 4 o'clock this morning and I damn near woke up my whole house. It was That's so funny. good. That's good. Oh, so you're a huge fabulous, He's, he's my all-time him. favorite comedian. Yeah. you know, Sebastian's getting up there. Yeah. John DeCrosta will always be at near the top of that list. But Mike is still going to always yeah. be my favorite. And to have him come out with something brand new. I love that he's the master of long storytelling. He doesn't go joke, 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 joke. He almost has like a one-man show and fits the jokes into this a really intricate story that makes you hang on and not just kind of phase out. For yeah, he keeps, he keeps the you going. He keeps you going. Yeah. So um, it's out now. What I watched is incredible. Hopefully it's my pick of the week soon. But go check it out on Netflix. Mike Birbiglia, the new one. Now, Sam, we asked our listeners, what should we talk about? Yeah. We got, I think, four responses. Yeah, about that. Something like that. And what what did what did you get? I just got my one buddy uh
1: Yorgo Brando Comics on IG. He put <laughs> Snyder Cut, The Fall of Tom King, Disney Plus. Snyder Cut we mentioned last episode a lot. It's it's even again today. Um Zack Snyder uh posted two pictures. One was uh Mira. She looked fantastic. Then the next picture it was actually William Defoe's character, which I think he his whole scenes got cut, if I'm not mistaken. Or he might've had maybe one second scene. I, I still think this movie it's just a matter of time. I know that I think there's reports saying for I think it was Variety that said um was as WB has no it's a pipe dream quote quote unquote that for this movie to get finished. I think it's just a matter of time. People are going to keep wanting like I always go back to the goddamn Richard Donner cut of Superman. 2. if that came out 30 years later, they're they're going to do it. The Fall of Tom King I don't know who that is. He's a comic writer. He wrote Batman. P- people hated him for the the, um, the wedding of uh, Catwoman and Batwoman. I actually didn't even read that issue. I'm so far back back on like, the City of Bane. I believe that was his last issue he wrote, and I heard it was terrible. I bought each issue because at first I, th- I heard it was good, and then everyone was <laughs> like, "Oh, I have Tom King ruining Batman. That this ain't it." So I-, I guess yurgo isn't a fan of Tom King's run of Batman. I'll know soon enough. Disney Plus. We love it. Mandalorian, I believe we, we talked about it Pl- every goddamn day, I believe. Um, Gargoyles, X-Men, Spider-Man, movies, so much to
0: freaking choose from. Yeah. Now, we also got a DM on our Instagram asking us to talk about the following. Guys, do you prefer real cranberries in your cranberry sauce or the jellied canned kind?
1: Well... I- uh, I think Nellie's comes in a glass jar. That's Does it have chunks of cranberry or is it the smooth d- jelly? S- no, just slice perfectly, just taste. Uh, that, that That's literally the only cranberries I eat. I only eat that jar. Mm-hmm. Any other can yet? Nope, no thank you. I'll politely decline.
0: I'm an ocean spray, old school, give me the can. I like when you take it out of the can and it still has the ripples from the can in the jellied oh, cranberry. So it literally looks like the jellied can. It's my Gooigi. To my Luigi. Oh, and I just love Christ. it so much. Cranberry is the ultimate accoutrement for me. I hate when there's chunks of cranberry yeah. in my cranberry sauce. Give me the smooth, give me the jelly. I cut it up into cubes. Slice cubies. is
1: very fine.
0: Very fine. I go about a medium cut. Don't go too thin, don't go too thick. And then I take that circle, chop that bitch into quarters, pump it in. Actually, no, I go halvesies usually. Just boom, pop it in. Yeah,
1: I just. Just like a skin. One, up. two
0: at a time. Exactly. Just like a skin. <laughs> <It> don't <laughs> matter. Sam, what's your CGC spotlight this week?
1: This probably is my favorite book in my collection now. I've only had it now for one day. Oh, no shit. So I upgraded my old copy. I sold it about a month ago.
0: Is this Batman number 2?
1: No, that's uh, we already did that one. Is this is
0: Batman number 121. This
1: is a Batman book. This is Batman 121, which I might even did my 60 before, but I'm doing my 6 65 because it's
0: I don't I don't remember because I don't remember that back. So it's
1: Batman one twenty one. It's a six five in white pages. This Holy is the, shit, white pages! This is the first appearance of Mister Zero and Origin, aka later becomes Mister Freeze. This book in a, in white pages basically like does not exist. I believe I only saw one other copy that had white pages. Everyone know if you know Mister Freeze, if you know Batman one twenty one, you know that book. Nine out of ten times it has cream off white pages. Every damn this time. This is
0: nineteen fifty nine, by the way. So February it's, of So
1: Silver so Age book for this ten is, cents. This is my my favorite book in my collection. Bill Finger and Dave Wood stories. Sheldon Moldoff and Charles Paris art. Kurt Swan and Stan K cover. So there's thirty nine six point fives on a CGC census. There's thirty seven Os, thirteen seven fives, one nine four, two nine twos. So the highest grade is a nine four. That's it. Uh, there's I didn't get the total grade, but there's not many grade. This book. I would say anything in a six higher is rare. You just always see this book so low grade. But when I posted it, I would say everyone commented like, damn, them snow white pages. It's like it goes. It just obviously goes with Mr. Freeze. But it's been a book that I always wanted. I never thought I would get to because the prices just keep freaking going up. Last six, five sold for 3600 And no, that wasn't mine because I, I doubt that one had white pages. <coughs> oh, there's only 66 graded higher copies than mine mm. in the, in the CGC census. So this one has three stories. The first story is called The Body in the Batcave. And it's exactly what the title says. Batman and Robin, find a dead body in the Batcave. Story number two, Crime Rides the Rails. Gangster Duds Decker is handcuffed to a detective and taken on board a train station where he's being sent to some pen and he promises that he'll never make it to the pen. And last and final story, The Ice Crimes of Mr. Zero. Mr. Zero, a new supervillain begins pulling incred- incredible robberies in Gotham with the help of his gang. So my Warrior becomes
0: my, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, my,
1: my favorite Batman villain Obviously Joker, joke right because he's everyone's favorite. Mr. Freeze is my favorite villain. I think he's great. He wasn't great until the Batman the animated series when they actually made his origin mean something. Mm-hmm. So Batman 121
0: my boy. The back cover is 150 Civil War characters for 150 or uh, 150 pennies. 149. So you get Buy one hundred forty-nine, get one free with your army guys. Um, I used to love playing with those plastic army guys, but 150 one hundred and fifty for a buck fifty—that's a penny a piece, ladies and gentlemen. That is a cool, cool back cover. Sam, what's your pick of the week?
1: My pick of the week—I'm I'm a huge Nathan Fillion fan, and I've been
0: the short. Uncharted movie, wow, that's crazy. Of course,
1: not that we know that's great, but the rookies back for season two. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's him, if it's the cast, everyone just works. And the the newest episode just dropped. Alan Tudyk was in it. Mm -hmm. I just love that he he brought back people from Castle that he did for eight years. Two of them guys were on like two episodes ago. Now to bring back Alan Tudyk, who was him and him and Nathan were in Firefly back in the day. Like it's just so cool that he kind of looks out. And their comedy, it's like they, they never left. It's He's the oldest rookie cop on the force. In the first episode of the show, he gets a divorce. His wife takes the kid. And he basically has a midlife crisis, becomes a cop. And it's just his his progression and his team and how they operate and what goes on in, in L.A. And I, I think it's a fantastic show. It's on ABC. If you like Nathan Fillion, if you miss your castle shows, if you miss Firefly, this is your show.
0: Uh, mine is also a television show. I went a little different. Mine's on a streaming platform. They call it Netflix. Uh, it is season three in its entirety of the toys that make us, or the toys that made us, uh, that Netflix documentary and how all those toys are made. Season one and two had- Is
1: it like how that TV show, like <clears throat> how's it made?
0: No. Okay. This is actually like a full documentary on the whole backstory of everything. So season one and two are okay. I don't care about Star Wars, D.I. Joe, Transformers, stuff like that as much. Uh, from a toy realm, but season three, four episodes. Okay. One, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. Great. Half of my yep. childhood. Number two, WWF wrestlers. Right up your alley? That's my, the other half yeah. of my damn childhood. <coughs> <laughs> Episode three was My Little Pony did yeah, really, hard really, pass. Didn't really speak to me on that one. <laughs> I skipped that out. I would have skipped. number four was Power Rangers toys. Oh, 100%. Like, every episode was a banger. Everyone, you get a backstory of the Turtles comics straight yeah. from the creators. How the, like, literally how the deal was signed to turn them into toys. The popularity of the toy. All that. And it's basically a retro, retroactive, um, retro, retro style documentary about the favorite toys that we grew up with. And I loved every second of the season.
1: I was going to say, if you were happy to have a first print of the Turtles, that is a very pricey book because it was super limited. Mm-hmm.
0: 1980. It was in the 80s.
1: 84. Yeah, 1984.
0: <laughs> Two dudes. Can't remember their names, but that's who came up. Eastman
1: and, and Laird. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, that's
0: him. All right, episode 162 in the books, everybody. Thank you so much. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you're enjoying your Black Friday. If you're listening to this after Black Friday, we hope you got some cool stuff. Let us know about it on social media. We'll be back next week with episode 163.
1: Fuck a green bean casserole.